0: Hello. Hi. I'm Shannon. I'm Emma. And welcome to This Podcast Doesn't Exist.
1: Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do.
0: I remembered it. (laughs) The royalty-free music edition, which is every edition. When Emma actually remembers her part, her lines. don't have that many. I don't know how to respond. I'm too busy thinking, was there ever a time when we were on stage together that you forgot your lines? No. I that's never uh, weirdly that's never
1: been the thing that happens to me. I almost always forget blocking and choreo. (laughs) Words stick in my brain. Blocking and choreo for some reason I just I can't. Mm. I always mess it up. It's cause you're a muppet. I just think so hard about what my body is doing. I I can't. It's true.
0: Well, Emma. Yes. Enough chit chat. Okay. We're going to get to it. You okay. know we'll find some things to chit and chat later. I'm very excited for the chatty chit. Um, <laughs> well, I know, dear audience and dear Emma, we say this fairly frequently, but I think this is a short one today. <laughs> D.B. Cooper was supposed to be a short-ish one. I don't understand how you thought that. Because
1: I thought that we would hit like an hour ten, Maybe. And instead we hit almost two hours. Well, you didn't bank on National Treasure Talk. I didn't. You're right. So there was an added ten minutes. The bonus
0: podcast. Yes. Let us know. Should we start a podcast network? What oh would God. we call it's it? It's just us. <laughs> this podcast network doesn't exist. <laughs> no. <laughs> but then it would be all of our spinoff shows. Parks yes. and wrecked. I honestly kind of want to do that,
1: just not not on the air, but just by ourselves. That's just called being friends, I know, I know, but I do want to do that. Can we do that? I guess so. Can we call it, like, Parks and Rec night or something? Sure. All
0: right. Forget, well, we'll never forget Marvel Movie Monday.
1: No. Those were good times. Short-lived, but... Not short-lived. We made it through a lot of those movies. I mean, considering how long our friendship is, it was short-lived. It's oh. not like we did we do it like we rotate it through or anything. That's true. That's true. But then again, I guess Parks and Parks and Wrecked wouldn't be throughout our entire friendship either. So yeah, it's all short-lived.
0: Life is short. That's what I was gonna say. We're all gonna die. Memento <laughs> mori. Which brings me to today's topic, Emma. Um, today is the first episode where I am presenting. A conspiracy. Oh my gosh! That I kind of really believe. Uh-oh. Uh-uh. And, um, that's that the U.S. government is trying to kill me. What, just individually is trying to kill you? No, they're trying to kill lots of people. Via seasonal allergies. <laughs> is that a conspiracy? Well, it's my conspiracy. <laughs> it's a little bit of a stretch, but... I'm going to make it a conspiracy. Emma is broken. I'm flying solo. She can't talk. This is so... Not what I expected at all. What were you expecting? I don't... When you said conspiracy and that it's
1: short, I was like, I don't know. Maybe it's something like... I don't even know. I can't even
0: think of anything because now this is in my brain. Well here we go okay <laughs> i will say uh, right at the top my interest in the history of this topic came from a video by a tiktok user um i believe his name is jc he's at the ovt network um i linked the tiktok in the show notes so you can watch it directly uh, but he has a series that's hashtag bonnet basics where he wears his like silk bonnet um and he teaches you things. Cool. So, okay. Links in the show notes, giving credit where it's due. I had never heard of this before. And then I saw it. And I, allergy season is upon us, which means I'm disgusting to be in public uh, like every other day. I'm medicated. Don't worry. It just doesn't do anything some days, uh, which is, you know, not great. I'm so sorry. For once, I accept your apology because it's usually not your fault. it's not
1: <laughs> usually it's not
0: genuine. Usually, it's your fault. Yes. But. All right. Seasonal allergies, Emma. Yes. Lots of people have them. Mm-hmm. Itchy eyes, runny nose, sneezing. Bummer, but big deal, right? Nature's gonna do what nature's gonna do, right? Right. 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 Am I supposed to answer? Sort of. Small amounts of pollen are actually good for you. Because it teaches your body that you're oh, in the yeah. world. In versus immune... if you're like bubble boy and you stay in a bubble and then you go out and you breathe real air, your body's going to be like, eh, <sighs> toxic.
1: Sorry, I just had an image of you in a bubble. Do you, do you know those things of like, you can be in a bubble and like play soccer? Yeah, they're terrifying. That hilar-
0: it's hilarious to me, but I'd never want to do no. it. They had them at mission camp the one time that I went as a counselor And I was like, hey, red team, I was, like, the only counselor, because the other two counselors for the red team were, like, off doing other stuff. Yeah. I was like, red team, sorry, we're gonna take the L. I'm not going in. I get, I'm claustrophobic. Yep. And no. Yeah, no. No, thank you. Um, yeah, those are, like, the giant hamster balls that you, like, roll down a hill. Oh, no, thank you. That they make you do on The Amazing Race. So, we'll fight about that one. We will fight about that. Um, it's fine. But anyway... It's only an overdose of pollen that triggers the aforementioned reaction to allergies, or the allerg- allergic reaction, okay. if you will. Um, and then the next part I titled Tree Time. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that trees, like the nouns in many non English languages, are gendered? Oh, I think I did know that. I think I remember that from biology. I certainly didn't. I love it though. So, trees, they can be monoecious, which means they bear both male and female flowers on a single tree. Mm -hmm. An example, oak trees, pine trees, fig trees. One of these things is not like the other. I mean, they're all different, but I feel like oak and pine are trees that you talk about a lot. Yeah. And a fig tree, maybe not. Um, Or, trees can be dioecious. Which means they bear exclusively either male or female flowers. An example would be a cedar tree or an ash tree. Okay. And yet more, uh, more trees such as hazelnut and apple trees produce, quote, perfect flowers that contain male and female parts within a single blossom. Oh, that's cool. So they're like... We don't even need another flower. I have everything I need right here to become a new tree.
1: See, I really, I really like that. I I mean, I knew that, I don't think I knew that they were like the little like subsections. Mm -hmm. Like I knew that they were gendered, but I think in my brain I was like, okay, male and female. But like, no, like they've got, they've got all the bits and all the pieces. Also, fig tree just reminds me of Hamilton. When George Washington says, like, I will sit under my own vine and fig tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, like, right now it's going through my brain, so. Exciting. There's also, your musical reference. Amanda Gorman said it in our uh,
0: inauguration it's in November. True. So. And now you can buy that poem. It's a special edition. It's yellow, like her coat. Aww. Support your local indie bookstores, was guys. such a good poem. That was such a good color. But don't get confused, because there's two books by the same title. Like, The Hill We Climb. Uh, yeah. The, the one that's out now is just the poem from the inauguration. And then there's one coming out in September that's that poem and some of her other poetry. Okay, okay. So don't yell at your booksellers if you get Please. it wrong. All right. So. That was fun tree time. Sorry. We're going to still talk about trees for Yay. a long Yay! But. So. For the first portion of the, oh, I was going to say, you said Hamilton, that's a musical reference. It's in the bingo card. If you're new here, go to our Instagram, you'll figure it out. Um, Cool. So, for the first part of the 1900s, many city planners utilized hermaphroditic, not so allergenic elm trees in their design. Okay. Which is great. Yeah. Um, Like the golden doodles of the tree world? Sure. What is that? Golden doodles aren't. Are oh, hypoallergenic. I was like, why are golden doodles hermaphroditic? No,
1: they're, just, they're non-allergenic. Yeah, I
0: got there. I got there, <laughs> but it took me a second. That would be a very interesting development in the dog show world. Um, no comment. So, in the 1960s, however, there was a very bad outbreak of Dutch elm disease. Oh no! A fungal illness spread by the bark beetle that wiped out millions of elm trees also because we have to i'm gonna yell at tom king because he's our british representative and the bark beetles came over on some logs from britain Ugh, your fault so they were trying to take the colonies back (laughs) (laughs) very aggressively very aggressively attacking the elm trees but also very slowly (laughs) that feels right to me yeah great britain that's also fair So, by 1989, an estimated 75% of America's 77 million elm trees were dead. Whoa. According to the New York Times. So, all of these trees, kind of a favorite of city planners, gone. This left many city streets without shade or or the protection that comes from having established root systems um, from trees. I did not include it in this because I'm mostly focusing on America, but I read an interesting article about hay fever in Japan
1: mm-hmm. and
0: how um, so many trees were cut down during World War II that they were actually having very bad landslides because there weren't oh. root systems, which is why they planted a bunch of, um, I don't recall, but a particular species of tree that's highly allergenic. Oh. Um But at least there aren't landslides anymore in Japan. Yeah, you can
1: deal with a season of runny nose and feeling like
0: death without actually dying from landslides. I mean, anyway. Um, However, as early as 1949, the USDA Yearbook of Agriculture... Oh, oh, oh. oh. (laughs) It's not an actual yearbook. I
1: know, but wouldn't it be so cute?
0: Are you picturing trees in bow ties? You Have a long what, day. What would I have? what would their what would their uh, senior quotes be? like stay cool. It's like a big tree with a lot of shade. Don't be shady.
1: don't be shady. Uh, root in place. Oh I can't even I'm I can't rooting even think for of, you. There we go. there it is. <laughs>
0: there it is. All right. Right in with your please great or terrible tree yearbook puns. I would love
1: that. I'm also just I want I want a little cedar tree in a bow tie during picture day. Or one with glasses. That'd be cute. <laughs> There's your next project, Haley. The teachers are all oak trees or like
0: weeping willows is the drama drama teacher. <laughs> You have all of this, and yet when I'm like, go work on your novel, you're like, nah. Nah, <laughs> no. I, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. All right, so the USDA Yearbook of Agriculture... Okay. In 1949, they advised, quote... An ear of corn with, <laughs> with glasses. It's agriculture, so it's like... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they advised, when used for street plantings... Only male trees should be selected to avoid the nuisance from the seed. A.K.A. female trees can produce fruit or pods or like seed packets um, that can be messy if they rot and they fall on the ground. And we don't want to deal with that. That's really hilarious. A real human would have to go and clean that up. So we don't want to. No one... Shannon just got all feminist on the... I'm literally... Yearbook of Agriculture. Just wait. (laughs) But no one bothered, Emma, no one bothered to think about the fact that female trees only produce fruit when they are near male trees. Oh. When they're able to be in the presence of pollen from the male trees. Yes. Meanwhile, male trees... Just spew their pollen indiscriminately all season long. I love that this is like a true metaphor yeah <laughs> for society yeah. Just Blech. everywhere <laughs> Just yeah. So the USDA, they were like, okay, but we don't have to deal with the fruit. That's the main thing. We don't want to deal with the fruit. Um, and they assumed that just normal you know rainstorms would wash away any pollen. Because that's, that's the thing. Okay. That we think about, you know, out as an allergy sufferer, I do love it when it rains because it is supposed Dampens. to, like, dampen it. Yeah. Um, although I read that that I read that, that that's only partially true. That to an extent, initially it's good, but then if there's too much rain, it, like, Kicks the trees, like, up. overcompensate or whatever. Um, so. And then I have a little quote. So, fall in, in the years following... 1949. Okay. The USDA produced and released into the market almost 100 new red maple and hybrid maple named clones, and every single one of them was male. Uh oh. And then the next note, Emma, is basically the patriarchy is to blame for the fact that I'm allergic to the literal air every (laughs) springtime. And then I'm <laughs> yeah. It gets better. Oh. I mean, it doesn't get better for me because I still am allergic mm-hmm. to the air. But I think this will amuse you. Okay. So, a horticulturist named Tom Ogren has coined the term botanical sexism to describe this phenomenon I of love preferring that. male trees. I love that. And here's. It's just a little bit about him because okay. he seems like an interesting guy. Okay. For our friends at home that are from Sweet Briar College, uh, he he seems like he would hang out with Mark Magruder. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So he never finished high school, but he does have a master's degree from California Poly, Polytechnic State University. Polytechnic. Get out. <laughs> Go climb out of this window that's covered with pollen and get out. <laughs> Emma. Yeah. He also, at age 15, he ran away to join the circus. Oh, good job, buddy. No joke. <laughs> I love that. And had a 20-year-long career as a boxer. Nice. Yes. So, he originally started noticing this phenomena. Phenomenon. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um... And started studying it when he was re-landscaping the yard at his home uh, for his new wife, Yvonne, uh, who has asthma and very aggressive allergies. Aww. So he was going through and he was like, I will tear out every plant that you could potentially be very to. allergic to. And then he noticed that like, all the trees in his town are male trees. And then he's been... G- He's gone all over the world. He's looked and it's a problem everywhere. Well, not everywhere, but in many places. So, he has developed a scale of 1 to 10 that indicates the allergenic uh, potential of plants. It's called the Augren Plant Allergy Scale, or OPALS. all. And, unfortunately, however, it is more the exception than the rule. Um, okay. So... Quote, big nursery, which is an industry that's valued at $41 billion, Dang. is very resistant to any sort of allergen labeling because it would be a huge upset in their current growing and business Yeah, practices. what they're already growing. And, you know, sell. when it's a big old company with lots of wheels in motion, they don't want to have to stop the wheels and fix the wheels and add a whatever. They don't want to do that. They just want to keep on going and making their money. And then, I mean, you want to talk conspiracy? We could go. I didn't do research on it, but we could go down the rabbit hole that you could get big pharma in here because I bet they make so, they make money off of me every year. Oh, that's when true. When I'm like, oh, my doctor hasn't given me my prescription allergy medicine, together. Yet, so I'm gonna go get over the counter Claritin or whatever. So yeah, I bet big pharma's in on it too, you guys. They're hanging out. They're all trying to kill me and other people too, but. This is about me right now. <laughs> so. It's my podcast. My podcast. So without any female trees in the area to absorb the excessive pollen from the male trees, there just remains an excess in the air. You know that that feeling. You walk out to your car and your windshield is kind of green tinted when you sit down in your car. And oh, you're that like, happens every gross. day in the,
1: in the spring in DC. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's especially bad, Emma, in urban areas such as Washington DC because pollen settles on non-porous surfaces such as your car, such as concrete. There's a lot of concrete and metal in cities and when it's there, it does not it doesn't go anywhere. It just sits there and can be picked up again by the wind <laughs> and circulated versus in more rural areas or natural forests, it can sink into organic material and kind of be eliminated from the air. Interesting. But in urban areas, it just just goes around, getting up in your nose and your eyeballs, making life miserable. <laughs> <laughs> so before 1950, most of the trees in the U.S. urban forest, which is such an interesting way to call it, but that's what it is. Yeah. You know, any trees in an urban area... An, but Urban forest. Urban forest is my new indie band name. I was name. just about to say that. <laughs> we got to come up with some song Urban titles. Urban Forest,
1: but it's supposed to be, well, Agricultural Yearbook has to be one of them.
0: <laughs> Featuring Professor Corn. Oh. Um, um,
1: <laughs>
0: it's a little... The little that the corn silk like is like a comb over and the toupee, <laughs> yes. A corn toupee, corn toupee. Oh my goodness, okay. corn silk toupee. <laughs> so before 1950, most of the trees in the U.S. urban forests were grown from seedlings and evenly split among genders. However, after the USDA's uh, 1949 piece, new many new all male strains grew in popularity. And because it's quicker to grow new trees from existing live wood than it is to wait for male and female trees to cross-pollinate naturally, we have more male trees. Okay. And then, as we often do with the sciencey stuff on this podcast, here's a direct quote. <laughs> if we take live wood, parentheses, scion material... From a tree and grow it, asexually, from cuttings, grafting, or budding, it will be clonal and will be the same sex as the tree it came from. Nowadays, even trees that are naturally dioecious are now bred slash grown to have no female flowers at all. Whoa. So it's just male trees all the way down. Very much like the British monarchy. <gasps> Boom. Ooh! Oh, R.I.P. Prince Philip.
1: Sorry. Hope you're guarding the crypt down there. Better
0: uh, now. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to make that joke. I'm it just, sorry. It just <laughs> happened. I I don't know. I mm. decide to roast the monarchy whenever I can. Maybe I am a real American. <laughs> Brown it on both sides. Roast it. <laughs> like a marshmallow. Um, I was thinking a turkey, but yeah. Yeah. I'd much rather have a marshmallow. Yeah, and you can't turn over a turkey in the yeah, oven, so I don't know. know. And you can turn it, anyway. Anyway, alright, continue. There's the chit and the chat for it's you It's gonna folks. happen regardless. So, following the, how many times can I say so? Apparently that's how I like to start my sentence. I start with which, if I have like a a comment
1: to make. Mm -hmm. So, I'll say whatever I need to, and then I'll go, which is interesting, or, like, I'll say that. That happens to me constantly.
0: Wow. Following the elm (laughs) purge of the 1960s, quote, millions of these wind-pollinated trees were grown, sold, and planted to replace the old insect-pollinated elms. So, we used to have elm trees. Yes. They were great. They were... Non-allergenic, yes. like a golden doodle. Golden doodles the of Dutch the world. The Dutch elm um, um, disease came through. Yes. Murdered a bunch of trees. Bye Bummer. By golden doodles. Right. The Dutch elm disease came in, murdered a bunch of trees, all the elm trees. And instead of having new elm trees, because I guess they were like, PTSD, we don't want to risk that again. Maybe these bark beetles are still here. Their little cups of tea. Because <laughs> they're British? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't realize this was going to be the roast the British episode about trees and allergies, but here we are. Um, brown them, baby. Brown them. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, uh... Right. So instead of replacing those with, and those were insect pollinated. Mm hmm uh dioecious trees they were like nah we're gonna get wind pollinated monoecious no well we're making money from it so this yeah is have it happen- no this is what happens when i try and use the science words when they're not written into my notes but anyway we're gonna have all male trees that are pollinated by the wind Okay. So not only are we changing, messing with genders, we're also messing with how they pollinate, how they spread their pollination. Because the elm trees, if you're depending on the insect to pollinate, it's not going to be like spewing it out into the air. Because it's like, I'm waiting for the little bumblebees to come and go buzz, buzz, and then go buzz, buzz. But no, it's just like, pollinate. (laughs) Furthermore, (laughs) it is written in my notes. (laughs) Oh! going through a whole list of them what are what are those types of words they're not prepositions um no they're introductory introductions start your sentence with emotion there you go good job thank you i was in that show once you were i was in schoolhouse rock live junior with sarah billman oh i was the dance captain Which tells you how long ago it was. That's so cute. And I was a doctor. In introductions, I'm the one that gave the boy the shot. And he said, ow. That's adorable. And I was a secret agent in I'm Just a (gasps) Bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. We don't have the rights. No, but
1: I desperately wanted to be in that show because when we would go on road trips, I know it's a weird thing, Uh but when we would go on road trips, my mom had that Toyota minivan that had a TV in the back that you could put DVDs into, like fancy app. 2006.
0: We never had that, so when we were on road trips, I would look at other cars to see what they were watching. <laughs> I do that now. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, Finding go- what, what are we doing? Ooh, Ice Age. Yeah. Like, ah, Frozen. Bet mom's real sick of that one. Yep.
1: But we would watch the Schoolhouse Rock ones, mm-hmm. and Liam loved it because at that point he was like really young, mm-hmm. and so I'd be playing Schoolhouse Rock over and over. And my favorite was Adjectives and i really once i figured out that that was a, like an actual show i so wanted to be the girl with the backpack and oh, adjectives your, your adjectives.
0: adjectives fun times desperately that's also that was a recovered memory jeez that's also the only reason that i passed the um ap gov quiz on the preamble me too without <gasps> I think it wasn't a quiz. You had to stand up, or no, you we didn't have to, but if you wanted 10 points of extra credit yes! or something, you could stand up and, like, recite it in front of the class. <laughs> and did I'd you look, sing it? I don't think so. I honestly don't remember. Brian, if you listen to this, we were in AP government together. Do did you a, remember? Did either of us sing it, or did we just... Do the thing where you talk in rhythm like you're singing it.
1: We the people in, in order, order to form a, form a more perfect, perfect union. <sighs> we had it as a bonus question on one of our AP Gov quizzes. Or not AP, just Gov quizzes because I was in the stupid class.
0: But um, Stop
1: it. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Be nice to yourself. Thank you. And nice to the people who were also in your that class. Your talents <laughs> lay in other areas. That doesn't mean you're stupid.
1: True. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. Um, but it was one of our bonus questions, and that that was, like, the only bonus question that I got right, and I was also the only person who got it right. Wow. Failures of parents, honestly. Everybody else got other, other bonus questions, and, but, like, I was so proud of that that I remember turning the quiz over and being like, even if I get one of these, like, more than one of these questions wrong, if I get these two bonus points,
0: I'm gonna be so happy. <laughs> I love when my seemingly non-academic love of theater helps me win over other people. (laughs) Because in case you haven't been able to ascertain, dear listeners, I am an Enneagram One. I'm an Aries. Perfectionist. I, I am a very stubborn perfectionist. I would like to win. Only if it's something I care about. If I think it's dumb, I don't care. Oh, see, that's where I... My competitive nature, it doesn't matter what it is. No, no. But it just... I will say, our school, I at least never experienced any sort of bullying or, like, shade from more popular kids about being a musical kid. It was kind of like, that's your thing. Yeah. But my freshman year of high school, we did the musical good news you've never heard of it if you have please write in because how Uh, but it's like a 1920s flapper musical which was very convenient because in our u.s history class we were talking about prohibition and the 1920s maybe like a week after we had closed the production and during one of these fun days mr ran our fun i liked him history teacher, he was, he offered up the opportunity that if you wanted to earn extra credit, you could dance the Charleston and you could get even more extra credit if you dressed up. That's so cute. So, lucky for me, we had Ben Miller, who was one of those boys that you see the TikTok jokes made about, like, lacrosse player, got roped into doing the musical because he's a oh, boy. absolutely.
1: Um, we had the football players.
0: I'm pretty sure he could decently sing. Like, he could carry a tune. But his older sister had done musicals when she was she had graduated by that point, I think. Uh, But he got roped in. But he was in my history class. So we went down to Miss P and we were like, Hey, our names are still on the masking tape in the costumes. Can we borrow these and we'll bring them back at the end of the day? So I wore my little flapper dress. I borrowed one from my friend Amanda because she... I think she was like, I just need the extra credit. Yeah. Not because she was a bad student or anything. No, but I think I, she just I feel wanted that. to bank it. But she, during high school, was very shy. So the, she did not want to get up and dance. Aww. But, like, I was but like, I up. can bring you yeah. a flapper costume to get you the extra five points or whatever. Um, but I believe it was a contest, and Ben Miller and I won. And maybe they stacked the deck, but it's the one time Doesn't matter. that it, like. You used the available resources. opportunities and resources at your disposal honestly someone if they had gone to see the musical they would have known it was the 1920s they could have gone down to miss p i bet they could have been like may i please i have a note from mr Rand that exactly. says i'm not i'm not gonna this steal this for no- and who wants to steal it anyway and my flapper dress was sweet briar colors i just had a recovered memory oh it was pink. pink and green I believe it was pink with green fringe. That's adorable. There are photos on Facebook if you go back far enough. I will go. But anyway,
1: back to our tree yearbook. I
0: literally do not remember where I was in my notes. Let's give Shannon a moment, shall we? Do, 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 boo, 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 boo. All right. Jeopardy. Yes? Okay. (laughs) What? They don't do that on Jeopardy. They don't scream out Jeopardy. It's not bingo. I know. <laughs> yes, you are correct, Emma. You competitive person. You get a point for knowing where that iconic theme music is from. So when we were at the bookstore
1: today and that that sign said, like, it's a $1 bargain book is the prize if you get, like, the oh, trivia right. question about the books right. hmm I was so angry that I couldn't get it right. It was like, what, who are these people? And it's like their first names. And it, it should have been, like, if I had known the book, I would know right. who those
0: characters are. I was so angry. Did she tell you where it was from? No. Oh, she just said that they were children. Because you said, I bet they're children. I'm like, or maybe they're, maybe they're people's pets. And she's like, they're children. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I hear like, that. Oh, I feel like Nan would be a cute name for a cat. Oh, But anyway. Yes, sorry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> As I said, we replaced the insect-pollinated trees with all-male wind-pollinated trees. Okay. Here's where we got sidetracked. Furthermore... Ah, yes. The greatest amount of pollen from a large tree will normally land within 20 to 30 feet from the drip line of the tree itself. Whoa, that's really far. Yes, correct. But also... But also, I don't know. Oh, okay. I had a a thought and it's gone. Like pollen in the wind. (laughs) But this can lead to an overdose of pollen from trees and shrubs near your home and workplace. Because you get overexposed to those specific kinds of trees. So I must be allergic to something. You've got to be. Here at home. Because there will be times. You guys, I hate. Being allergic to the air so much that I will wake up immediately. The first thing I do after turning off my alarm, I grab my allergy medicine and my little bottle of water and I take my allergy pill as soon as I wake up. So it can kick in as quickly as possible. Because usually there's maybe an hour and a half, two hours before I leave the house. Yeah. And then there will be days where I'm totally fine all through my work day at the bookstore. And then I come home and I turn into a mess. And my medicine is supposed to be 24 hours, so I don't know. Maybe I'm allergic to one of these trees here. And big pharma isn't helping out. Yeah, exactly. Also, I've been on this allergy medicine for six-plus years. Oh, your, so your body's used to it by now. Yeah, I should go to my doctor. Dear listener, and maybe, Emma, I don't know if I need to yell at you about this. Okay. Make the doctor's appointment you've been putting off. Yeah, you, just, you have that... <laughs> that that guilty puppy look on your face i was supposed to make a
1: follow-up appointment with my gastroenterologist (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) so do that dear listeners do you need to go to the dentist what about the dermatologist you should get a yearly skin check if there's a history of skin cancer even more and wear your spf i will find you i will spray you with the sunscreen so and drink your water Yeah, everybody take a water break. I felt like I needed to contribute because I felt, I felt scolded. Yeah, your face collapsed. (laughs) Like Penny getting caught with a pair of socks in her mouth or something. Uh, I do need to make that appointment. Yeah, you do. But
1: hey, you guys... I just made my vaccine appointment this morning, and I couldn't be happier, because for for weeks I've been, like, on the wait list in D.C., and I could probably have done it in Virginia too, but because I was at my other job, I was having a real hard time, so I was like, oh, as soon as I get back, I'll get myself all situated, and then I had to wait anyway, but, getting it this Wednesday. Feeling real good about it. Scared of needles,
0: but... Mm. Mm. It'll be fine. Like I should. Mm. Mm. Don't take a walk around your neighborhood if you're allergic to the trees. Like Shannon. Like me. Makes me so sad. Because I get out of work and it's a beautiful day. People are playing music in Old Town. And I get in my car and I want to roll the window down and I go, mm, I idea. probably bad shouldn't. idea. Bad idea. I should not. I should use the artificial air conditioning. Alrighty. But I'm not alone, Emma. No, you aren't. In 1952, only two percent of the U.S. population had allergies. Wow! Thirty percent of adults, of adults, and forty percent of children now have some form of allergic reaction to pollen, and that is where the conspiracy That's lies. Insane. And even scarier, some of the most allergenic landscapes that this um, horticulturist Agrin uh, studies are found. In or very close to schoolyards, <gasps> so children, especially children with asthma, very bad. And if you're on the school playground, you're probably running around, yeah, doing stuff. You're breathing harder, you're breathing in more, so that's not great. That's so weird. I wonder why they're that. Where they're like.
1: Closer to schools than they are other spaces, but I, maybe it's I don't like, think
0: it's so much that they are intent. Well, depends on how they might be intentional. You buy into the conspiracy, but I don't think they're going. What are the most allergenic trees? Ah, let's put them by the children. The children. But one of the articles, which of course we should add this to the bingo card. Shannon thinks of something else fun that she read, but she didn't put in her notes, so is probably getting wrong. Seems like a very long bingo square. <laughs> yeah you get it. We'll just
1: make it one whole line. <laughs> automatically get You get, get it <laughs>
0: uh, But it was talking about how pollen, because it's in the air, it can absorb um, certain pollution that's in the oh, air. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. And, um, and therefore, when it, that gets pollinated in a new tree, uh, for instance, if there are any female trees that absorb that pollen and would produce that fruit... That fruit could potentially have some of those negative qualities from the pollution. Oh. And the way that they uh, equated it, they'd say, ju- you can tell a child, don't eat the berries off that bush, they'll make you sick. But you can't tell a child, stop breathing bad pollen out of the air because it's in the air. Yeah. So, huh. yeah. Here's a little bit more about. How terrible pollen is!
1: In <laughs> if addition, you didn't already
0: know, in addition to making you not able to breathe, I will say uh, that here you go, Jordan. There are photos on our Instagram, uh, just some general pollen photos. There, one of them is my favorite meme, though. Uh, it has shows a microscopic close up of a pollen spore, and right next to the Death Star from Star Wars, <laughs> and it says pollen. Death Star. Any questions? Because they look the same. That's hilarious. And it's true. I feel like death um, when I'm outside in the springtime. So Theodore C. Friedman, an endocrinologist in L.A., shared that, quote, for women, higher pollen counts could lead to extra hair growth, acne, and infertility and in children, it could result in starting puberty earlier and shorter stature. So...
1: Huh. That's lame. Does that mean that they don't have pollen in, like, Norway, where they're all, like, 7,000 feet tall? That's
0: a huge generalization. They may not have as much pollen. Yeah. Also, it depends... It's also colder there, so it probably freezes yeah, out. Yeah, we'll get there. Oh, okay. We talk about climate a oh, little bit.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, Didn't mean to jump the
0: gun. No worries. So there are scientists on both sides of Auburn's theory, um, both supporting and detracting. Uh, some are in support, but they shy away from the term botanical sexism. Um, <laughs> they shouldn't. Well appreciate it. I like it. And it kind of tickles my fancy. Yeah, it makes me giggle. But Paul Reese, who's the director of Oregon State University's College of Forestry, he does have a good point that I didn't really think of. Uh, He said, I just wouldn't call it sexism. Ascribing a real life human problem to the botanical world might seem like we're trivializing what humans, particularly women, face. So, Hmm. Good on you, Paul. I bet you're a nice guy. I bet you're a nice guy, and I don't mean that in the pejorative way. Good word. Thank you. You're welcome. Alrighty. So, Emma, rising temperatures caused by the larger problem of climate change have also been linked in increases in pollen counts through the le- through a lengthening of the pollen season. Ugh. Due to warmer temperatures that start sooner and last longer. And then I put in parentheses, R.I.P. Shan. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I already hate summer for humidity reasons, and I don't like wearing shorts. But if we're making spring and summer pollen time longer? Is your favorite season fall? Yes. Because that's when things die. That's the correct answer. Okay. Yes, all the bugs and the pollen are dead. And your new ideas are blooming to life because even though you're 27, you still get that new school supply
1: feeling. Oh my gosh. Can we this year? Sorry, this is a complete sidetrack. Can we this boop, year? Boop, boop,
0: boop, 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 boop. That was the alert for sidetrack. <laughs> I have no idea what you're We're doing. workshopping the sound. <laughs> Obviously. Um this
1: year, during the fall. Yeah. Can we mm-hmm. just school shop? like the buy clothes some... and stuff no no no. like for oh. for like supplies can we go get sure. like ourselves some new pens and some new notebooks and some folders and make ourselves like
0: desk joy kind of stuff i really sure i want yeah we I can really do that. that if you promise me that you'll use some of that stuff when you do naNoWriMo for real with me this year i did not anticipate a bargain <laughs> What am I doing? Talking yes, to me. I'm talking about uh, R.I.P. Shan. Oh, longer yes. summers. Um, certain species, such as cypress and juniper trees, have begun blooming again in the fall, Ogren says. Ah! So it's like we get second spring. So they're ruining even so fall really, for So really, the only safe season for you is winter. But I hate being cold. I know. It's safe for your body relatively except as a diabetic i have bad circulation so i can never feel my toes i'm not meant to be alive (laughs) i'm just saying if i were born even in 1900 i would not have made it past 14 months i'm not i'm not meant to be alive put that That on on the merch merch. (laughs) (laughs) look i'm sorry People are like, "Ooh, time travel!" I'm oh like, "Nah, um, I don't." But see, I'm not interested in going to the future. I'm only interested in the past. But I would not. It would survive. have to be
1: like a window situation, though, which is another because I we're we're gonna eventually cover time travel because it fascinates oh. me. All right, sorry, man. Right. I no, I'm happy to buckle in for that ride.
0: I just don't want to do. The no, research. I know it's very extensive. It'll probably end up being a two-parter, but it's like... Is it just going to be us watching all three of the Back to to the Future movies? I really don't like those movies. Don't let Kai hear you say that. I know. I'm so sorry, Kai. I can't... I I
1: think because I watched them too late in life, like, I didn't... They weren't a formative thing for me. Hmm. And then I watched them with the eye of an adult in the 21st century. Hmm. So my own
0: conceptions of the world back on that movie have just like oh. I watched them for the first time in college so I don't know but you're allowed to have tastes of that's true. differing things maybe I don't like sci-fi is that sci-fi or is that yeah that's
1: sci-fi yeah I mean yeah sort of sort of it has to be because it doesn't fall under sci-fi fantasy. comedy
0: yeah have you watched the Martian? No not yet I want to read the book first okay do both of those things okay. everybody. Even if you think you're not a fan of sci-fi, read and or watch The Martian. Okay. It's very good. I will. I saw the movie first. I came for Sebastian Stan. He's only in the movie for like 10 minutes. That it stayed, seems to be his record for most movies. Stayed. <laughs> stayed for Matt Damon and it was very good. I had to keep reminding myself that it was fictional. As opposed to, I kept feeling like it was like hidden figures where you're like, oh, it's a dramatization, but this really happened. Yeah, And I kept being like, why did NASA handle it that way? And I was like, Shannon, NASA hasn't handled it because no humans have been on Mars. (laughs) What are you doing? Meanwhile, the movie Rocketman,
1: not about Elton John, but the one about the... uh, reluctant astronaut basically well he's not that reluctant he really just wants to be in space they go to mars um in this movie and it's a comedy it's very funny it's from the 90s it makes me very happy i feel like there aren't that many funny movies about space Oh, dude. Space is terrifying. It's, it's a, This is a hilarious movie. Alright, well. It's one added, of my dad's
0: favorites. Add it to the this podcast doesn't exist extensive media list <laughs> that someday we'll make. Oh but gosh. Like, watch all of these things we talk about. Not from. it. Haley? Someone. Ruth? Ruth. Jordan? <laughs> Says into the void. Alright. Planners for a new... Farm-to-table style community in San Luis Obispo, California, have gotten Ogren involved in their planning process. It plans to be, quote, a first-of-its-kind entirely non-allergenic landscape in the U.S. with zero male-only clonal plants and trees. And it it will be done according to the opals scale. Okay, so this is where you need to move? I think so. In order to feel like you can be alive? Yeah. Haley, Sierra, I'm coming over to Cali. Let's go. <laughs> and then we could go to the Winchester house. <gasps> yeah. And then we could go to Disneyland. <gasps> Whee! Exciting. Those things are probably like nowhere. Very big. far away. California from each is other. so big. It's enormous. It's ginormous. Yeah. Alrighty. So last Emma. Yes. So what do we do? Other than move to <laughs> the move. We can't just go and cut down a bunch of healthy trees, right? If they're aligning the streets of America. Not exactly. So instead, Ogren wants cities to replace dead or dying trees with low allergy options, such as hawthorn, mountain ash, and serviceberry trees. Serviceberry? Yeah, that's one word. It's all there. In certain cases, (laughs) such as around daycares and hospitals, Ogren advocates actively removing extraordinarily allergenic species such as male, elder, yew, and mulberry trees. Because small children and perhaps older people or people who have breathing conditions that would be going to a hospital, they're incredibly susceptible to these sorts of trees. So he's saying, hey, I'm not saying Main Street of your town tear out all the male trees, but maybe just around these specific uh, institutions to get those out of there
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, he also advocates for the regular trimming back of allergenic species to help cull the amount of pollen that they produce that's a great idea every year and that is all i have for you about my conspiracy that the u.s government big nursery and big pharma are conspiring to murder me and millions of other americans very well done Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to do something very close to home, you know? Yeah, like the trees outside
1: your window. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I, so the thing that my mom would always do, because we moved around a lot, we were in the military, um, is that she would always go, she would find a, like, farmer's market or an Amish market or whatever and go and find the, like, honey nearby, like that, whatever the bees were pollinating, and I'm like thinking about it now. If they are wind pollinators, then the bees aren't going there anyway, so it wouldn't be. It doesn't even work. Yeah, I've heard that because apparently you're supposed to eat the honey. It's supposed to it, like help
0: you not be allergic to the world, and yeah. it doesn't work. No, I will say in the article about Japan that I was reading, uh, the I believe it was in Tokyo. That would make sense. Yes, because it's uh, they very pulled urban. Uh, allergy havers probably not the correct term um and asked them what do you want us to do and people were saying like research how to reduce the amount of pollen help research treatment options for allergy sufferers and three like share more information about how to deal with this situation um they also talked about how most of the people um who suffer from hay fever uh, in Tokyo, or in Japan in general. Um, they wear masks, which, yeah, sure. And then also they called them hay fever goggles. So I'm like, talk oh. about sci-fi. People, before they step on, they're like... <gasps> and they, like, put their pull down their goggles so that they can go out in the world, literally just to, like, walk. Like, nothing crazy. Um, but one of the things that they're researching is this tablet that is... Um, a certain percentage of this particular species of tree, it has that pollen in it oh. and you put it under your tongue and like let it dissolve. And then over time, also under the care of a doctor, yeah, it yeah, increases yeah. the dose so that your body gets used to it and stops attacking it as a foreign That's fascinating. Substance. And I was like, yes, please. But I guess it's harder here because if it's more trees, they made it sound yeah. like, I mean, there are... I think they said sixty some species in that region that could be allergenic, but it was this particular um, species, yeah, that is very prevalent. Uh, but yeah, you can check on our Instagram. There's a photo from Durham, North Carolina, that someone took where the entire town is in this like yellow green haze of oh. pollen. They call it a pollen apocalypse, which is that's hilarious. To my me. worst nightmare i'm sorry yeah it's just annoying it is when you get a cold i mean a cold is annoying too but but you're like maybe i haven't been washing my hands as well or maybe i've been around little kids and i couldn't you know there's nothing i could do literally i'm just trying to exist in the world and i can't breathe i'm so sorry
1: you know you may not have been supposed to be alive
0: but you know what i'm very glad you are oh well thanks emma you're welcome and we're glad you're alive listeners yes if you're glad we're alive which we hope if you disagree please keep that opinion to yourself uh you should rate review subscribe share all those great things help our little weirdo conspiracy community grow and friends families friends. and foes friends families and foes yes Um, spread us like the windswept pollen of the male trees of America.
1: Yes, put that in a poetry book.
0: (laughs) I don't like it. Um, yeah, I got nothing else. That's all
1: right. No, I don't. If you didn't play bingo, you should re-listen or go back to our entire library and start from the very beginning. Because we're not always this funny, but we really try,
0: so... (laughs) Wow. We're not always this funny. So yeah. Yeah. And remember, this podcast doesn't exist. I've come to bargain. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, I'm here to bargain. From your least favorite Marvel movie, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I really don't. I don't know what it is. I, I think you also love Benedict Cumberbatch and Sh- Cumberbatch?
1: back back
0: back back again bandicoot cabbage patch you love him so much in 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 sherlock the bbc series that it's hard for you to see him as this other guy
1: i think well maybe but i think that
0: or you just don't like sci-fi movies uh,
1: that might be it but i think my main thing is that ben bendicoot Cumber, Squatch. Is, I couldn't think of
0: another one. Please DM us with your favorite on <laughs> mispronunciations of Benedict Cumberbatch's Cumber, name, Cumber
1: um, I think that he's such an exceptional actor, but in Doctor Strange, he doesn't use it. Like he, he just doesn't. Like he has no emotion in that movie. And I don't know if that's supposed to be a character choice, but it just feels like there's no emotion whatsoever. I don't feel that there's ever a pivotal moment. Sorry. Thank you for coming to the Marvel talk, apparently. No. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon's eyes just gone. Huge. But. No. But. We can't. We have so many other things to do, Shannon.
0: Can me and Brendan host it? Sure, if Brendan gets clearance
1: to do it since, you know, being a teacher, his his students might catch on that he's got something else in the works.
0: they would be supportive.
1: I'm not saying they wouldn't.
0: Or, no. Uh Sorry, Brendan, you've been booted. Whoa, that happened so fast! (laughs) Work wife, Erica. Erica! I think you listen to this, I hope you do, but we would... You want to talk about long episodes. Yeah, you guys would would never stop talking. Maybe we would just do live streams, not episodes. No, it would
1: probably end up being like, yeah, you'd do a podcast, but you would take one movie and it would be seven episodes. I'm okay with that. I know you are, and I know
0: she would be too. I can't wait for Marvel Movie Monday. We should bring it back. I'm okay with bringing it back. And we're going to get one of those fancy charcuterie boards from that (gasps) place in DC. Yes! We're going to do it. Okay sorry guys we keep making plans without you it's really sorry we don't we don't mean to do it um it's just hard because like you guys don't really talk um we'd
1: really like your input but it takes a really long time for you to give your input so by the time that we get your input the plans have already been made so we're really sorry
0: like sorry but like dm us if you have a party idea or something we'll talk about it